Section 15 of The Science, History of the Universe, Volume 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Emily Mercer. The Science, History of the Universe, Volume 3. Edited by Francis Rolt Wheeler. Physics, Chapter 8, Sound, Part 2. From the evidence of the researches of Hemholtz, it is evident that a pure tone is almost never heard. The notes of a violin, or of a beautiful voice, or of a piano sound, it is true, like simple tones. They are not simple, in fact. The most pleasing tones which can be heard are, as a rule, very complex. A note struck on the piano sounds forth, simultaneously, a number of other notes. These may not first appear, but if the note struck is held down for a few minutes, even the untrained ear will infallibly distinguish other notes of higher pitch, which seem to take shape and stand forth separately from the sounding interior of the instrument. These auxiliary tones are frequently classed under the general head of harmonics. Hemholtz called them upper partials. Tyndall gave them the name of overtones. The strings of a violin or cello may likewise be made to produce different notes by setting them into vibration with the bow in the usual way and merely touching the vibrating string at various points. Violin soloists became phenomenally skilled in the use of these harmonics, which can be produced with equal readiness on the stopped or on the open strings. The same effects may be observed in a piano if the string happens to be accessible. From any string under tension, harmonic effects may be obtained. Let the A string of a cello, for example, be bowed and at the same time lightly touched in the middle by a finger. A note will at once appear which is the octave above the open string, and the string will be seen to be vibrating in two sections in place of one. A paper writer will remain quiet when placed in the middle of the string, but if the latter is made to vibrate throughout its whole length, the writer will be violently thrown off. Again, the string may be divided by a touch and made to vibrate in thirds, fourths, or fifths. Dividing the string in thirds is clearly evident till multiplying its vibration number by three. Each of these divisions will therefore give out a note whose vibrations are three times as frequent as those of the fundamental. In musical terms, this is said to be an octave and a fifth above the open string. If the vibration number of the A string be taken at 213 vibrations per second, the octave and fifth E, will then vibrate three times as frequently, giving 639 vibrations per second. These figures, while not quite accurate, are close enough to illustrate by a rough computation how the values of harmonics were determined. Dividing the same string of 213 vibrations per second into four parts, a note is obtained two octaves above the open string, A and the vibration number of this note will, in the same manner, be four times that of the fundamental, giving, therefore, the number 852. The division of the string into fifths produces a note which has five times the vibration frequency of the fundamental. This note will prove to be C-sharp, two octaves and a third above the original note. A little careful experimentation will show that several higher harmonics may readily be produced by this one string. The harmonics produced by sounding a note on the piano and listening for its overtones will usually appear the wrong order. The higher harmonics, on account of their more dissonant relation with the fundamental, coming to the fore first. The natural series of overtones follows in whole tones after the seventh, but none of these are exactly in tune, and after the G, A, B, C sharp have been passed, a partial tone appears that cannot be located by the notation in common use today. 
In the pitch generally recognized by physicists, C has a vibration frequency of 256 per second. International standard pitch, so-called, is made slightly higher than this in the endeavor to lend a more brilliant quality to the instrument. The pitch of a given note, therefore, is not always constant. A brief consideration, however, will show that not only is this the case, but that the tone relations of a note are not constant, and this same note in different natural scales must have a different vibration rate. The fact that the natural scale in use today is not natural but artificial, the diatonic scale is not diatonic. For purposes of modulation, it became necessary to temper the natural series of notes which would occur as overtones from a given fundamental. Thus, the perfect fifth, G, above note C, is actually about one-fiftieth of a semitone flat, and the F next below it is made sharp to a still greater extent, while the other notes of the scale are tempered more than these. A perfectly tuned piano has not a single note, excepting the octaves, in tune. The complex nature of the apparently simple major scale may easily be apparent. The scale from C to C has in it eight natural notes, white, and five accidentals, black. Excluding the octave, this makes the 12 notes. Theoretically, the major scale was originally derived from the first overtones of a given fundamental. All these natural notes of the scale, except the seventh, are found in the overtones of the note C, but the interval from the first to the second note of the scale is not in the same interval from the second to the third. The introduction of the minor melodies and a minor scale made the problem still more difficult, for the ratio between E-flat in the perfect scale and C is not at all the ratio between D-sharp in the perfect scale and the same note C. Consequently, D-sharp and E-flat must both be altered to the same intermediate note, since in an instrument, like the piano, of fixed pitch, the same key must be struck to represent both these notes. The problem was finally solved by dividing the notes from C to its octave above C into 12 equal steps or intervals, and by this means producing a tempered scale, of which the notes, black or white, could be played in any key. For this instrument, so tuned, Johann Sebastian Bach, the greatest of all great composers, wrote his Das Voltempierte Klavier, showing that these fixed and tempered notes music could be played in any key whatsoever. It is related of the great Handel that he could not bear to hear music played in the tempered scale, and had constructed for himself an organ provided with keys to produce every one of the notes theoretically necessary for a perfect scale. This would really require a keyboard containing about 20 notes to the octave, and more than this if such accidentals as double sharps and flats could be accurately represented. A glance at the accompanying table will show how each note of the tempered scale compares with its true value in the natural scale. Natural, C, 24. Tempered, 24. Natural, C sharp, D flat. Tempered, 25.43. Natural, D, 27. Tempered, 26.94. D sharp, E flat. Tempered, 28.55. Natural, E, 30. Tempered, 30.25. Natural, F, 32. Tempered, 32.05. Natural, F sharp, D flat. Tempered, 33.96. Natural, G, 36. Tempered, 35.98. Natural, G sharp, 
A flat, tempered, 38.12. Natural, A, 40, tempered, 40.38. Natural, A sharp, B flat, tempered, 42.80. Natural, B, 45, tempered, 45.33. Natural, C, 48, tempered, 48. It is a problem for the musical physicist of the future to devise a keyboard adapted to play in perfect tune the perfect scale in every key. Musical instruments are among the earliest recorded human inventions. In the Hebrew scriptures, mention is made of one Jubal, who became the father of all such as Handel, the harp, and the organ. The Hebrews had many musical instruments, harps, trumpets, and flutes of various styles. The Egyptian inscriptions likewise portray types of all these instruments. They developed also an organ, a set of panpipes with bellows. From the Phoenicians, the Greeks are said to have imitated the cithara, zither, or lyre. The sabaka of the Cladians was the precursor of the modern harp. The sauterin of the clavichord, from which evolved the modern piano. The bagpipes were known from the very beginning of history in Syria, Phoenicia, and Egypt. Such early instruments as these were designed rather to accompany singing and religious ritual than for solo performances. The use of instruments unaccompanied by the human voice is an essentially modern idea. The infinite combinations of tone heard in a modern orchestra are the product of four main classes of instruments. 1. The strings. 2. The woodwind instruments. 3. The brass instruments. 4. The percussion instruments. More than half of a well-balanced orchestra today is made up of stringed instruments, the violins, the violas, cellos, and bass viols. As the latter three are identical in general construction with the violin, the difference being mainly one of size, a word concerning the latter will of course apply to all in this group. Vibration of the strings alone, of a violin, made by drawing a bow across them, would have so little resonant value that the sound would be almost inaudible and the instrument about as serviceable as an orchestra of a Jew's harp. The tone must therefore be reinforced. And this is done by the body of the violin, every part of which is forced into vibration when the strings vibrate. A just proportion of the construction of the violin box is the secret which the great Cremona violin makers, the Guarneri and Stradivari, discovered. The wood must not be too thick, for the vibration then will be dull and smothered, nor too thin, for then the tone of the instrument lacks body, richness, mellowness. The material must be perfectly seasoned, so that no subsequent contraction of the fiber may strain and destroy the perfect proportion on the parts of the instrument. The adjustment of the bass bar beneath the heaviest string and supporting one foot of the bridge, of the sound post which supports the other foot of the bridge, the adjustment, carving out, and proportioning of the bridge itself, the length of neck and size of head, the varnish which fills and protects the surface of the wood, the shape of the body, the position, size, and shape of the sound holes, all these and other conditions affect the construction of a perfect instrument. By bowing nearer to or farther from the bridge, the note is made either bright or soft and mellow. If the vibration is excited near the bridge, a large number of the higher overtones are brought out. If further away, the fundamental and primary overtones assume greater prominence, for the larger the segments in which the principal vibrations occur, the less will the tone be affected by the higher partials. If the string is bowed too far from the bridge, it loses its sonorous quality and becomes feeble in tone. The violin, therefore, is bowed at points which vary from one-eighth to one-twelfth of the string length from the bridge, 
and the instrument is thus able to produce more varieties of tone color than are found in any other one instrument. In the others of this class, the quality of the tone grows gradually more somber as the instrument increases in size and weight, and the greater size of string necessitates bowing further from the bridge. Even the bass viol, or violone, however, may be used occasionally as a solo instrument, giving a magnificently rich, ponderous tone. The production of sound in the brass instruments depends upon the use of overtones. The fundamental pedal notes of these instruments are seldom heard. In the bugle, the simplest of the brasses, the second, third, fourth, and fifth overtones are alone used. For example, a C bugle will produce among its natural overtones the notes G, C, E, G. And with these four notes, by aid of change of rhythm, all the military signals may be produced. A trombone, if in this key, would add to these notes, the octave C. Here, however, a new principle is introduced. By means of the slide, the length of the trombone tube may be increased. Suppose the slide to be pushed out about an inch and a half. It is clear that the pitch of the whole instrument will be lowered. It will give exactly the same series of overtones, but each will be found about a semitone below its original pitch, thus producing notes F-sharp, B, D-sharp, F-sharp. It should be noted that a trombone is exactly an octave lower than a bugle, cornet, or trumpet in the same key. Pushing the slide out another inch and a half, again, lengthens the tube and again lowers the instrument, a semitone, giving the series F, B-flat, D, F. This is actually the key in which the orchestral trombone lies with the slide closed. By repeating this process of lowering the slide, all the semitones in the scale may be produced as far as the compass of the instrument extends. The pedal note of the trombone may similarly be lowered by means of the slide. In all of the brass instruments other than the slide trombone, the overtones are lowered by means of finger valves which introduce different lengths of pipe into the vibrating tube. The trombone is not infrequently, especially in brass hands, provided with such valves in lieu of the slide and the physical principle of the instrument then becomes identical to that of the French horn, cornet, trumpet, and tuba. The French horn produces a tone singularly soft among the brasses, sounding often more like some wood and wind instruments. The quality of tone of this instrument has been explained on the basis of the conical bore of the tube and the immense bell at the end of it. The sound is softened and mellowed by the oblique reinforcement of echo from the walls of the tube. The trumpet, on the contrary, by far the most brilliant instrument in existence, is said to owe its superiority in this regard to the cylindrical bore and small bell of the tube. The vibrations are not lost, as in the spreading walls of the French horn, cornet, etc. The woodwind instruments are of three types. The flute and piccolo, or octave flute, are made to sound by the breath of the player blown across a hole in the instrument and striking the opposite edge. Different notes are produced by the keys, which open holes in the side of the flute, thus causing the air within to vibrate in various sections at the will of the player. The oboe, English horn, or tenoroon, and bassoon have two thin reeds in the mouthpiece, which set into vibration the column of air within the instrument. The extremely reedy tone of the instrument has caused it to be used a great deal for pastoral effects in what is called descriptive music. This penetrating, soft, but reedy quality, when brought down into the bass register, as in the bassoon, has an effect sometimes ludicrous, sometimes terrifying, always peculiarly characteristic.
The flutes of the Egyptians are believed by some authorities to have been in reality of the oboe type. It is probable that they frequently used reeds in the end of the pipes, and that the latter would be classed today as either oboes or clarinets. The clarinet principle is not essentially different from that of the oboe, except that it has one reed instead of two. The instrument is made in several pitches. A high clarinet in E-flat is much favored in band music, but appears seldom in orchestra. There are also a bass and an alto clarinet, which are recognized by composers, these instruments being identical in principle with the A and B-flat clarinets of an orchestra. The quality of these instruments partakes of both soft and floating notes of the flute and highly nasal character of the oboe. Although there is probably no instrument so primitive as the drum, yet the kettle drums of the modern orchestra are by no means primitive instruments. Their value is chiefly in the tremendous energy which they add to rhythmic effects, but they can also be tuned through a surprisingly wide range of notes, although of low pitch and dull quality of tone, producing no definite musical tone color. The copper hemisphere above which the sheepskin head is stretched acts as a perfect resonator, and the tone of the drum, partly on the account of this large reflecting surface, has an amazing carrying power. Of other percussion instruments, such as the cymbals, snare drum, tambourine, xylophone, etc., which have come down with little or no change from the earliest times, only passing mention need be made. A familiar but beautiful instrument, different in principle from any of these heretofore mentioned, is the Aeolian harp. In this, the strings are set in motion by the varying currents of wind upon them. Since no resonator reinforces the tone of the strings, the quality of the sound is exceedingly soft and ethereal, although distinct enough in point of pitch. Sound, therefore, like light and heat, may be considered in a double aspect, that of the physicist and of the artist or musician. The laws of physics cannot be considered merely as cold abstractions, for the reason that they are so intimately related to the aesthetic interests of life and the advancement of human well-being. The better understanding of the properties of matter has led to this era of mechanical knowledge, and the comprehension of the principles of heat has enabled man to obviate much climactic inclemency. The length of available time for labor and pleasure has been increased by artificial lighting, and speech is dependent upon the hearing of the sound. And yet even the vast domain of these great subjects is scarcely known, but half explored, and the 20th century awaits to welcome the Newton of the future. End of section 15. Recording by Emily Mercer.